Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Whether you find yourself in the joys or the messes of mom life, we want to encourage you to remain faithful as you join us every Wednesday in creating a community of real moms, real stories, and real truth based on the Word of God. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen, and today we have a special guest interview with Caroline Saunders. Welcome, Caroline. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yes, I'm excited too. Me and Caroline have realized recently that we have a lot in common, so I'm super excited to have you here today. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Um, I'm a wife to Luke. We met when we were 16 um, at church, and he asked me out online, and I said yes, and there you go. (laughs) And we have been married for 13 years. Um, He is a pastor at Colonial Hills Church in Hernando. We've got three kids. My daughter Adelaide is six. She is this innovator, this creative. She, you know, nothing in the house is safe from her creativity. (laughs) And then my son Greer is about to be five, and he's kind of wild and sweet and yummy and oh, can't get enough of him. And then our youngest, Amos, is 10 months and he's crawling everywhere. And every time I look at him, he has a new tooth. <laughs> so, yeah, we've been joking that he's a shark because he has so many teeth. And, yeah, that's our family. And I'm a writer. And um, that's pretty much it. So you just have so much time on your hands. I have tons of like. time. All this free time. <laughs> what am I going to do with it all? <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's get to know Caroline a little bit more today. I'm going to shoot her 10 rapid fire questions. She has not seen these, so let's just see what she says off the cuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number one, is your favorite vacation spot going to be at the beach or at the mountains? It's going to be at the beach, but I need to be under the umbrella. (laughs) All right. If you and Luke are having a date night, Are you going to stay in or are you going to go out, most likely? Well, I would prefer to go out. We would probably go out and get Mexican food. Okay. Well, that leads me to my next question. Mexican or Chinese food? Mexican. (laughs) I'll (laughs) take both. You already answered that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you iron or do you wrinkle release spray everything for your family? I don't even know where the iron is. So wrinkle release. Girl, we are so alike. (laughs) Me too. I've got two bottles in the laundry room right now. Okay. Best costume that you have ever made for you or for your kids? Ooh, okay. I've made a lot of costumes. I think my top is going to be when I made my daughter Adelaide a hamburger costume. (laughs) And they still play with it. It's really cute. And you're a big homemade costume maker, right? I love, I mean, they are not, they're cute from far away. And they're not that cute up close, but they're really cute from far away. So I'm proud of them. (laughs) And you have fun making them. So much fun. Yes. Okay. Are you more artsy or athletic or both? Yikes. Definitely artsy. Don't, don't, (laughs) uh, don't throw anything at me. I won't catch it. (laughs) Okay. So you're artsy. What's your favorite type of art to do? Well, I mean, if writing counts as art, which I feel like it does, that's going to be my favorite. But I really like to paint, but I'm not good at it. And then I've, I've seen your doodles on your on your iPad. You're scripting. I do. I good. call myself a doodler, but sometimes I don't go so far as to say I'm an artist. Well, I just know I'm not an athlete. Then I'll just call you an artist for both of us. <laughs> I think you're super good. Okay. Now you have a 10 month old. What are your favorite branded diapers? You're on number three. So like, is he an off brand? 
kid or like are you going like expensive like Pampers or Huggies? No, we're as off brand as you can get. I think the ones he has now are from Aldi. Oh, I like that brand and their formula too. They're great. Yeah. Okay. And then number nine, your best quick dinner that you make. Best quick dinner is probably, I guess, spaghetti and frozen meatballs. That's about as quick as it gets. That is very true. And then last but not least, what is your favorite flower? Well, probably any flower that I don't have to grow myself. I am not, I do not really have a green thumb, but I enjoy looking at just about anything. Okay. Well, I have something for you. Okay. Can't wait. Oh. <laughs> Do you know my sunflower story? For those of you listening, this is a ginormous sunflower. It is fake. I did not grow it. I got it at Hobby Lobby because that was just easier. And I know Caroline loves but really hates sunflowers, so she's going to maybe share that right now. Okay, so growing up, my grandparents grew these giant sunflowers in their backyard. And they grew taller than the house, honestly. And the flower, the middle part of the flower was bigger than my whole head. <laughs> and for some reason, I just thought they were very scary. And they always made me go out into their backyard and take a picture and put my face next to the sunflower. And I just, the whole time I thought, I hope this thing doesn't eat me. Yes. You have so. the funniest stories on Instagram. And one of her um, stories is about being terrified of sunflowers. And that made me laugh. <laughs> so I thought I would get her a giant sunflower today. And your Instagram name is what? It's Writer Caroline. Writer Caroline. That's right. And so you can go and follow her on Writer Caroline and watch some of her funny Instagram stories as well. But on a more serious note, Caroline is a huge advocate and fan of studying the Bible and teaching other women to study the Bible. So today we are going to talk a little bit more about studying the Bible and just about practical, realistic, quiet times as moms with young kids as things get crazy. So first things first, studying the Bible in context is something that you're really passionate about, right? Yes, for sure. And so share with us a little bit about that. And then she has some tools available we're going to talk about too. Yeah, you know, I think we all understand how frustrating it can be to be taken out of context. We've all had that experience. And it's not that when you're taken out of context, it doesn't just damage your words, but it damages your relationship with that person. And sometimes it can damage your character. And that's how we feel in our own lives. And that's actually what happens with the Bible. When we read it out of context, we can damage how we understand the Word of God. We can damage our relationship with God. We can misunderstand the character of God. So it is so crucial to read it in context. Luckily, there are lots of study Bibles out there that just have an awesome page before each book of the Bible that gives you great context. And I would say reading that and and beginning to pay attention to context was actually really transformative for my Bible reading, and it made me love the Bible so much more. Yeah, that's awesome. And you have a, a tool that you've created yourself called the Simple Study Binder. I actually printed one out on her blog site. It's Writer Caroline. Again. That's right, Writer Caroline. And I just printed mine out, and I put it in a binder of my choice, and it's a great way to get organized with studying the Bible in context and keeping up with notes. And you even keep up with, like, going through one 
one book at a time. Is that correct? Yes, it's uh, there's a page on there where it lists all the books of the Bible, and I like to write out to the side who I studied it with because sometimes I'm reading in the book of the Bible in a Bible study or in a discipleship relationship or by myself. It's kind of fun to record all the different ways that you've studied it at the beginning. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. And something that we have both realized that we're both passionate about just through talking, preparing for this podcast is about the importance and more than that, the priority of a quiet time for moms out there. And Caroline just shared with us a few minutes ago, she's got a six, a five, and a 10-month-old, and I have a six and a three-year-old. And so we are, you know, just like you out there, running around crazy some days. And so we both discussed how important it is to have a quiet time every day, but sometimes it might not look the same every day, right? For sure. My posture is that I want to hold the priority up really high, but I want to hold it shape loosely. So it's very important to me, but that doesn't mean it looks the same every day. It kind of morphs into whatever it needs to look like. And a really helpful way to think about this is in Psalm 63.1. It says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. And I was listening to a Tim Keller sermon on this particular psalm. And that word earnestly is a priority word. And a priority it's a priority word that can mean two things. It can mean that it's the first thing that you do is seek the Lord or that it's the most important thing that you mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like to hold those two things in tension. Do I want meeting with the Lord and seeking him in that very official way of a quiet time? Do I want that to be the first thing I do each day? I do. But realistically, is it always the first thing? No, but it can always be the most important thing. That's right. So I tend to start out my day trying to let it be the first thing and rolling with the day as it as it comes and leaving my stuff out on the counter on the kitchen table so that I can get to it whenever God gives me the space. Yeah, one thing I thought that was so important was we were talking about how being flexible with it but keeping it in high priority like you're talking about is so much better than setting a law for yourself. I believe is the term that we were using the other day and I think that is so important to encourage moms out there today because I know for myself, if you say, okay, I'm going to get up every day at this time, 30 minutes before my kids get up, and I'm going to do my Bible study and have that out of the way and start my day off right, and sure enough, here comes your little one up 30 minutes earlier, or the other one was up sick the night before and you're exhausted and you can't get up or something happens. I mean, it's just mom life. And so I think it's so important not to set a law for yourself because if it breaks, then you just are like, well, I'm just not going to do it at all. And it's so much more important to, like you said, hold it loosely, but in high priority so that if something happens, if a kid runs to you in tears or nap time doesn't happen when you're trying to do more of it or something like that, you don't get frustrated with yourself. Because I know that has been my problem over the years. Have you experienced that? Oh, for sure. I know there have been times when I have literally yelled at a kid, I'm trying to read my Bible. (laughs) And it's so painfully ironic. But it's interesting because even as we read the gospel or try to read the gospel, we can forget to apply the gospel to our Bible reading. So I have always been very clear about applying the gospel to my salvation, but sometimes it's hard for me to apply it to the specifics of my life. 
And so I have to know that when I am not able to check the box that I so much want to check, no matter what, my righteousness is always found in Jesus, not in whether or not I can check that box or have an official quiet time that looks the way I think it should look, but meeting with God in the space that he's provided and knowing that he sees my whole day and he's not shocked when the kid comes downstairs early or when the kid was up late. He knows and he's there and all the time that we have is time with God if we're really if we're really paying attention. Absolutely. And I mean, it's a great thing for your kids to come upon you reading the Bible, like whether it's in the morning when they pitter down the stairs and catch you, or it's, you know, they don't take a nap and they come in, I can't sleep. And you're trying to read your Bible. And I mean, sometimes our first reaction is to get frustrated, like this is my time. But then how important and how how much of an influence is that, that they catch you reading your Bible, like that they see that as like a big part of your life. And so, you know, talk a little bit about that, how you said you just leave it out on your counter and your daughter, like, and your kids notice that? Yes, I I tend to just leave it on the counter, leave it on the table, leave it wherever wherever I am so that I can get to it whenever I have time. Mm-hmm. And my kids see that. And when they were, I remember when Adelaide was two, that resulted in her sitting down at my Bible and writing in it. Ah! <laughs> so talk about another time when I shouldn't have yelled, but I was like, no, I don't like when people write in my Bible or touch my pens. You know, I get very territorial about it. Um, but I do think it's good for them for it to be before their eyes And we had a sweet moment a couple weeks ago where I can't remember what happened, but for some reason I had not had a chance yet to set my Bible stuff out. I hadn't had a chance yet to have a cup of coffee, whatever happened. I don't remember. I must have blocked it out. But I come into the (laughs) living room and my daughter Adelaide had set out my Bible and my journal and my pens and poured me a cup of coffee. Now there was uh, some mess in the kitchen from the coffee, but I was so glad because not only that she knew that's what I like to do, but that that she was serving me in that way and knew that yeah. was something that would make me so happy. And I took a picture of it, and she was like, Mom, you need to write on there. Adelaide did this for me. <laughs> so, that's precious. I know. So I was like, girl, thank you so much. This makes me so happy. But, you know, she's paying attention to what you do. Exactly. She's paying Drinking too much attention. with your pens, with your Bible, everything. Mm, that's right. And so I love that so much. I also saw a quote. I don't remember where it was, if it was something that you said or if it was, you know, something that you wrote on your um, one of your Instagram posts. But I loved it. So I, I jotted it down and it said that she's not earning her salvation, that she's overflowing her salvation. And so tell us a little bit more about what you meant by this, because I don't want to take it out of context like we were talking about earlier. Oh, thanks for that. Yeah, this is a really important order of things that um, any t- obviously we know that we're called to good works and we quote unquote should read our Bible and we should do all these things. But the distinction that we always need to be making is that we're not doing those things to earn our salvation because Jesus is our righteousness and there is nothing we can do to undo that. We are totally safe. However, because we have been so fully seen and so fully loved, despite how seen we are, we get to bubble up in delight over that and overflow our salvation, and it shows up in the way that we live. So when I get up early to read my Bible, 
Lord willing, it's not an act of me feeling like I've got to make him happy or I have to prevent his disappointment or have to earn my good girl badge or something like that. But it's just an overflow of joy for what he's done for me and desiring to spend time with him and to be shaped more into his image. So earning versus overflowing is what will sustain us in seeking the Lord in the way that we live rather than being enslaved to some kind of form of of goodness or morality or legalism. Preach it, sister. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so on the topic of overflowing, we are actually going to have a part two of this interview, and I just thought it went right along with what she was saying. Next week, we are going to have a podcast with Caroline about letting that overflow flow into our children and ways that we can encourage that and ways that we can teach them to love the Bible and God's Word as much as we do. And so I don't want you to miss out on that. So I thought I'd go ahead and share that while we're on the topic. Now, last but not least, I wanted to let Caroline share something that is super exciting. I've recently learned about her event that her and a group of friends, is that correct? That's right. Got together and the Lord gave them this passion and idea and they have called it Story and Soul Weekend. And I want to let her tell you a little bit about that and how you might could get involved with it. Sure. So several years ago, um, some friends and I, I think we were at my house and we had just so many children crawling all over the floor and we were daydreaming about the perfect weekend. And we thought, wouldn't it be awesome if we could take a break from these kids for a minute, if we could have an uninterrupted cup of coffee, if we could have a woman teach us the Word of God in a really meaningful way, if we could just have time to talk and relax and a cozy bed and all these things. And the more we talked about it, the more we thought, you know what, we maybe we could create a space like that. And so we did. We created a annual retreat that happens every December. I think this is going to be our fifth year, and it's called Story and Soul Weekend. And it is such a rich time. We're very careful with the content because we want it to be something that's not too much, but that is also super rich. So women have something to chew on and something to talk with with one another. We want them to have time to be still and to process and to sleep or read a book. (laughs) Oh, that sounds good. I know. We want them to have time with one another. And so those are our three core values, script stillness and sisterhood. And so that has been a really fun ministry that we have. I'm excited to get into our fifth year of that. And last year we started a new event under this same ministry, and that's called And Know. And it's based off Psalm 4610, be still and know that I'm God. Mm -hmm. And so it's a theology event where we want to give women the space to be still and know who God is. And so that's coming up August 29th. We're really excited about that. And we just really desire to serve women in this area and churches and to give quality, meaningful events that they can participate in and kind of come away with that camp feeling that I don't know if you have experienced that where you in high school maybe go away to camp and maybe you don't know anybody at the beginning, but you come home and you're like, these are my best Best friends. friends. Yes. Yes. And you're like, I love God so much and I love my friends so much. And we just know this. camp high. Exactly. And, and, And moms don't have it chance for for those things sometimes so we really wanted to be able to offer that and if someone locally um, we are in memphis tennessee i think i've mentioned that before but just to clarify and caroline's in mississippi but if we were local if listeners were local where could they go online to find more information about that 
they can find us just about everywhere as Story and Soul Weekend. So we're Story and Soul Weekend on Instagram, on Facebook, and our website is storyandsoulweekend.com. Okay, perfect. And I will also put that in the show notes if you are interested in that. And if you're far away, if you're not anywhere near where we are, and that isn't really a reality to come to something like that, you know, take Caroline's idea and her passion for her and her friends to do something that they dreamed up and they didn't know if it was possible, but the Lord made it possible and they worked hard and they got there. And now they have this established event that goes on every year. And I'm super pumped because Mm -hmm. I told her that I want to bring a group from our church plant to come. So I think it would be awesome. I love the whole scripture, stillness, oh, sounds good, <laughs> and sisterhood. That sounds Usually amazing. when we tell women there's time to take a nap, they sign up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay, so thank you so much, Caroline, for sharing with us. And be sure to go and check her story on Soul Weekend out and her simple study binder out and all those wonderful resources that she has. I will make those available in the show notes as well at faithful31moms.com. So go to our podcast, listen, subscribe, rate, and review, and go to faithful31moms.com for more information about Caroline Saunders and all the awesome things that she's up to. (laughs) And thank you so much for joining us today, Caroline, and thank you for listening. Have a great day. Faithful 31 Moms is produced in association with Love Worth Finding Ministries built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Please visit our website, faithful31moms.com, for all interview show notes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram, at Faithful31Moms. That's faithful31moms.com.